0: Hey guys, welcome to Real Men Talk. Today we're going to be talking about the importance of the tribe, the importance of surrounding yourself with a community of people who are like-minded and that are going to think like you and fulfill you more in the spirit of God. So let's get started on Real Men Talk.
1: Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. What's up, guys? Okay, so this week we're talking
0: about the importance of the tribe. And if you've never thought about the people that you surround yourself with and the people that you are letting into your life and feeding into you as a person, that's what we want to tackle today. We want to talk about the significance of being discreet, not discreet, not the right word being intentional about the relationships yes. that you're forming, being intentional about the connections that you're making. Um, and the whole thing that brought me into this idea of the importance of the tribe was I was reading, um, in our scripture reading, we were reading in, um, the story about how God was bringing the Israelites out of the land of Egypt. And he was bringing them into the promised land and how they went in and they pretty much, a. Obl- when you read it, it sounds like they obliterated nation after nation after nation to clear out the promised land. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No, God, why? Why would you want to go in and just clear out all these people? Why couldn't you just use them as a vessel too? What, what What's the purpose?" And um, the Bible Project actually does a really cool study of this, and they go through and they break down like the different parts of the different parts of the Israelites coming into the promised land, and they break down why this nation was allowed to stay. This nation was allowed to, or uh, this nation was pretty much on the path of destruction. And he opened my eyes to the point that if he was to allow every single person to live that was in those in the land at that time, then his people would have been corrupt. Mm-hmm. And he, he wasn't meaning to go through. I mean, he God has purpose and everything that he does. Don't get me wrong. But If he would have thought that they could have intermingled with the Israelites and been just fine and had zero issues and they were going to bring him and further their path to Christ, then he would have let them. But he knew the importance of making sure that we are ridding ourselves of anything that has, you know, the devil in it or has, you know, marks of our past in it and bringing us, bringing it into the light. And when I sat back and I looked at that, I was like, hmm. Like that's, that's, that's good stuff. That's good. Cause God cared for his people so much that he wanted to invest in their future, not just in their presence. And yes. a lot of the times we are, we are so focused on the present that we forget that we are also investing in our future.
2: Yes. You know, and I love, I love that word intentional. I, I love it because we we have that's exactly what we have to be we have to be intentional mm-hmm. about the people we surround us, us with you know the um the the term unequally yoked it, you know mm-hmm. it, and people have have different um whatever but what it means is being un, unequally yoked with people that do not believe the same way you believe right and and there's reason for that you you know th- this There are reasons why you cannot. We are to be of the world, but not we are to be a part of the world, but not of the world, right? You know, and so to where we have to be in the world where we are, we are bringing influence in, but we cannot allow the world to influence us. You know, and in order to do that, you have got to be intentional. You have Mm -hmm. to be strategic. You have to be. You have to know. What you're doing because if not you it is so easy to fall prey to you you know the 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 people that that will bear false witness mm. against you you know in your yes. in your hearts and and stuff and so so being intentional is is the perfect anagram of or whatever that is right you know uh, uh, of a picture of of what we should um what what we should be when we get out you, you know in, in our faith right. when, when we're in the world
0: when we take, I mean, go back and to, go back to that um, verse that you just used about being unequally yoked. We, we box in verses sometimes, and we keep them in one place. And when we think of unequally yoked, we think of it as marriage only, because that's right. that's where we usually think about it. Like you don't want to be unequally yoked in your dating life. You don't be, an equal, but we think about it like on that one on one, that relationship that we're building with another person but we never think about all of our other relationships. We never right. think about our friendships. We never think about any, like even our family relationships. It's, it's for any connection that yes. you are going to start to make is are you unequally yoked? And you have yes. to ask yourself those questions. As a, as a Christian, you are investing in your future. And we've talked about this. We've yes. talked about how you have to be intentional on every truth that you believe And if you're not intentional in those truths, then your future is not going to be the future that God has planned for you, that God has intended for you. And the intentionality behind his plan, bringing that word back in there, is going to be skewed because God is an intentional God. He knows exactly what he is doing. Yes, he is. He is not going to put you on a path of destruction unless you put yourself on that path. Right. Because he gives us that free will. But a lot of the times, and I, when I was writing these, looking at some of the notes, I was like, "How many different testimonies do you hear about how we have created, or we've followed friends, or we've given into? You know, friends have led us into this. You know, i was surrounding my people, or or surrounding myself with the wrong people. Yeah, yada 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 yada. And it takes us time. But if we would just realize now realize, I mean, we talked a, a couple of weeks ago about, you know, our kids and how we need to start teaching them, how we need to step right. up and teach yes. them to invest in their future. Cause then possibly they wouldn't leave the church when they get older. Yes. And that's what we were talking about. But if we are in, we, if we take this concept and apply it to that one mm-hmm. and we teach them to create intentional connections that are going to feed into their walk with Christ, that is going to feed into their daily devotions. It's going to feed into them building connections in church then we probably not we're not going to see that decline anymore. But yes. we we don't we don't preach the importance of a connection, and we just I just got back from the beach. Yes, I want to go back. It was so nice. It was a little cold, but <laughs> it was nice. But when I was there, me and my mother in law, um, we were talking, and I never so, um, when we had a family member recently pass away, we um, her friends stopped what they were doing and they came back for her. One of her friends was on the beach and she, she left what she was doing. And she came back, she mm-hmm. stopped everything. And I was telling her, I was like, I don't like, I have people, but I don't have those people. Like those are the people that are going to drop everything for you mm-hmm. and have gone through life with you. But she's, and we were talking about that. I was like, I want those connections. I want those people who are going to drop everything for me and who are going to come to my aid. And she said, it, it takes time. Yes. Yes. And when we are trying to form our relationships, we we forget that not everything. I mean, going back to the cliche, Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. Neither is your story. Neither is your testimony. Neither are your connections. But you have to be intentional about everything that you're doing. You have to be intentional about who you're allowing into your life, who you're allowing to feed into you. And she was very, I don't say she was picky, but she, she made connections with a discerning heart. Right. She prayed over every single one that she met and she does she didn't not talk to people. She didn't not let people feed into her. She didn't not let people, you know, form connections with her. Mm -hmm. But she prayed over the connections that she was making and she let God lead her path. She let God lead her to make those connections that were gonna ultimately get her to where she needed to be in her life. Yes. And she took time and yes, she's older, so I mean she's she's learned. Many mistakes. I'm sure she's made some bad ones too, but seeing that is—it's just a testimony Mm -hmm. that it can be done, right? But we have to make that choice, and we have to choose. I mean, that's the whole purpose of this—to be intentional in our relationships, right?
2: Yes, you know, and—and it's funny, and they're probably going to kill me, but um, if you're family, you're game. You know what I mean? And (laughs) uh, (laughs) sorry, guys. Sorry guys Sex for you um but my nephew just recently started dating this girl mm-hmm. good girl um you know my nephew he's he's twenty one years old you know he's at the age now he's looking for you know he's he's looking for for the one right and um you know and I've been just kind of feeding into it and you you know about doing it as a man being a man about it you know right. uh you know what, like like Francis when he approached her to ask her out I was like you better ask her out in person you better you know don't don't be don't be a chicken about it don't yeah. be texting her you know hey girl can i get your digits you know stuff like <laughs> don't don't do that you know yeah. be a man about it go up there and ask her out on a proper date mm-hmm. and um and he did and you know it was it was something that um she really honored, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And she's, she's a little bit older than he is, but, um, anyways, so they're early in their relationship and, and he was kind of sharing with me, she, she had, she, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but anyways, um, she had asked him like these really intentional questions. They weren't like super personal, you know what I mean? Just like things like, you know, what's, what do you do in conflict? You know what I mean? Things that, things that if you're going to be in a relationship, you should know about a person. Right. And, and something that, that struck me was they were very intentional questions. Mm-hmm. Every one of them, they were very into, what is your definition of cheating? You know what I mean? I mean, they're, they're a weekend. To, the, these are questions that should be asked now. Right. You, you know, and, and I, I was really proud for her, you know, cause we know her too. And, uh, for her to, to be asking those questions, but you know, when you when you're letting people into your life mm-hmm. when you're making intentional decisions when you're making intentional connections with people you should know about them right. you know how do they believe mm-hmm. what are their thoughts on your the do they have the same theology as you do do right. do they have are they like-minded like you are you know because if if they can't answer those types of questions maybe you shouldn't be spending so much time with them. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And uh, and to be intentional about allowing those people into your life and, and being intentional about um, the relationships you have because the friendships that you build at times are just as important right? as I, – I have friends that are just as close as family. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And so – but those friends that I have that are just as close as family – they are like-minded. Mm-hmm. They, they believe in Jesus. They believe the way that I believe. and right. I you know I, I try to surround myself with people like that, with people who, whenever I call and I need, to, I need a word, they're not going li- to give me a line of crap, right? They're not going to give me a line of hogwash, they're going to give it to me straight, It's going to be hard, it's going to be tough, it's going to suck. Yep. but they're not going to lie to me. and they're not going to feed me a line of bull. They're going to tell me the truth, and that truth is the same thing that I believe. Even mm-hmm. at times when I don't want to hear what I already know is true. Yeah. You know, for instance, I, 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 um, I used to work at this factory nearby, and we had a situation where a guy had gotten in, in a lot of trouble, and um, he had gotten in trouble for uh, blessing a little girl. And it was it was very difficult for a while you know because during wait, waiting for trials, stuff he kept he kept coming to work you know and stuff like that and I I had create I had created this friendship with another guy he he's now a pastor and uh, we become very close you, you know we were like-minded and all this stuff and the Lord told me one day that I needed to go pray for this guy right or or I need to go to what what it was let me be a little more specific God told me to tell him that God loves him and that he would forgive him okay it, it was it was literally the hardest thing i've I've ever done mm-hmm. and I'm like God no I'm not going to do that yeah I'm not going to do it right and so i i my friend I go to him I'm like you're not going to believe this and I told him I tell him the situation I tell him what God wanted me and he looks at me he goes if God told you to do it you got to do it You know what I mean? I didn't want, I I wanted him to be on my side. Right? You know what I mean? I wouldn't be like, no, 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 you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do that either. You know, right. Dude, whatever. He's like, dude, if God told you to do it, there's purpose in it and do it. And I ended up doing it, you know, but he was straight with me, you know, and those are the type of people that you need in your life. Exactly. You know, you don't want, you don't want people to just, you don't want yes men in your life. You, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't want. Yes, I don't want somebody every time I go to them be like, "Hey, I got this idea. Yeah, that's a good idea." But it's not really that. It ends up not being that good of an idea, and right. they knew better. You, you know what I'm saying? To bring
0: you back down and keep you on the yes, that, that level. You,
2: you know, keeping me, keep me on that level. You know, and that goes the same way with with family. You know, and sometimes there are family members as much as you love them, you don't need to spend much time around them, right? You know? and that's that's hard to hear. You know, but the people, especially if you have children, mm-hmm. the people that you keep in your lives yes. are important, yes. you know, and, and I've, you, you know, Dusty and I will be married for 20 years this year in, in June. And throughout our relationship, we've had a lot of friends mm-hmm. and and there are friendships that we've had to distance ourselves with, and they were very hard to distance ourselves with our yeah. kids were friends with their kids, you know, and stuff, and they begin to live a different lifestyle than than what we accepted. Right. You know, and don't get me wrong, I would I didn't come down on them, you know, I mean, I was straight with them, but and it wasn't one of those things where I was like, "Oh, we can't be friends anymore." No, we just begin to withdraw ourselves. You right. know, the 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 more we seen of this lifestyle, the the less you know, we wanted our kids to be around it, the less we wanted, you know, and it was hard. Cause we were friends for long, like years and years and years. right? And, but keeping that circle clean, keeping that circle yes. tight, you know, and to this day, they, they're back on the, on the same path, mm-hmm. you know, diff, different, they, they ended up divorced and right. they, you know, but they're, they're back in church, you know, and all this stuff. But our relationship never, never did mend the way that I, I wish it would have. Right. And it was tough. You know, it's tough. Cause we, we were really good friends and, um, But to keep that circle close to protect my kids, to protect my wife, to protect my, you know, my soul, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to live that way. Right. And uh, that's important stuff.
0: Well, and you can't, you have to be purposeful in everything that you're doing. I mean, especially, I mean, we're talking about the male perspective here, but as men of God, especially with kids, like your kids are seeing everything. They're not just watching you. They're watching everybody you hang around with. They are watching how you interact. And that's what they're going to learn. And. I had a, uh, man, we're just talking about all family members tonight. Sorry guys. <laughs> so I had, a, um, a, uh, one of my family members call me the other day and he starts chewing me up and down another, just talking to me, yelling at me. And he wasn't, he wasn't yelling at me, but he was yelling at me about a situation that was happening. Right. And I just, I just stopped him and I said, you know, there are ways to talk to people and this is not how you're going to talk to me. Right. And, he, and he's he's older than me. I mean, he's we're talking 20, 20 years older than me. And I said, Nah, probably not twenty. We'll probably we'll say about ten to twelve years older than me. Um, but I told him, I was like, You're you're not gonna talk to me this way. I was like, When you are finished, when you have a level head, when you have calmed down, you may come talk to me again. And I, I love you, but I'm I'm not gonna let you talk to me this way because right. that's how my kids are gonna see people talking to me and that's how that what they're gonna think is okay. Right. And that's not okay. It's not okay. And so I told him, I got his wife on the phone and I said, when he's calmed down, he's more than welcome to call me or if I need to come over, I'll come talk to you. I said, but until he is calm, I will not talk to you. Yeah. And so later on, I mean, I never talked to him that night. I did call back and check to make sure everything was okay, but I found him on Sunday and I said, I want to talk to you on Sunday at church. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so he got there and he came up to me and he goes, you know, I'm, I'm super sorry about, you know, how everything reacted. I said, that's fine, buddy. I said, I'm not mad at you by how you handled the situation. I said, we all make mistakes. That so doesn't bother me. I said, but how you react is how people are going to see it's okay to react. I said, especially right. in your household. And I said, so all of your kids saw how you react and they're going to think that's okay. And that's not okay. And he's like, yeah, you, you know, you're right. That's not how we, how I should have reacted and stuff. He goes, I was just scared. And you know, when we do things, we react certain ways when we're scared, but we can't not sugarcoat it just because they're family. We can't, that's right. we can't. Stop being intentional and purposeful in how we interact with people because they're family, right? And I mean, the same goes for my students. They'll come to me and they will ask me, and I'll I'll ask them, "Do you want the truth, or do you want me to sugarcoat it for you?" Because I need to know it now. And they're like, "No, tell me the truth." And I'll I'll tell them the truth, right? And they're like, "Well, Coach Sal, that was like super harsh." I'm like, "You asked for the truth. <laughs> you you Careful wanted to ask for well." And there's sometimes like they want me to lie to them. Like one kid, what was it? They were doing some sport and they they weren't good. They just weren't. And they're like, Coastal, do you think I can make the team? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't think that you're calling. I think you need to find something else to do. And he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, but you're not good. You are great. And then I went through and I'm like, you're great at so many other things. And it's not, it's not going through to, you know, tell them that they can't do something. Right. But, I want them to know that people aren't going to lie to them. I want them right. to know that people are going to tell them the yes. truth and that yes. people are going to feed into them the truth. Because if we filter lies into our kids, if we filter lies into our relationships, that's all they're going to come to. They're just going to be a lie after lie after lie. And we've got to, we've got to make sure that no matter what we are telling them, even if it hurts sometimes,
2: right.
0: it's the truth. So we're going to take a break for a little bit. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking about um, the importance
3: of building the tribe around us. This portion of the Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types, from mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573-686-1323 and let them know you appreciate
4: them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a Biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home, and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschelbest Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in Room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.
1: Hello, this is Heaven. Help! My wife will be home any minute! All lines are currently busy. Oh, I'm in trouble. Please remain on the line. Your prayer is extremely important to us and will be answered in the order it was received. Oh, this is not good. To expedite your prayer, please choose from the following. Okay. For financial matters, press 1 now. Wife. Wife! For family matters, press 2. Okay. For in-law problems press one now. No, wife, wife, come on. I need a miracle. For problems regarding your spouse. Hello, dear, I'm home. If you've had an argument with your spouse, press one now. No,
3: I'm trying to avoid one.
1: Guess what today is. Hurry, 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 hurry. If you forgot your anniversary. Yes, that's it, that's it. A prayer can be as short as, Lord, help me. Isn't it nice to know that God doesn't have an answering service and that he is always there? Another message from Lifeline Productions, the comic strip of radio at lifelinepro.com.
3: This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jeweler's Bench. They are a full service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed citizen watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573 686 1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you real men talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler. All right, guys, we're back and we're talking
0: about the value of building your tribe, the value of surrounding yourself with people who are going to feed back into you, who are going to, you know, instill the godly values that you want in your life. So as I was looking at this, um, one of the articles I was reading posed it like this. They said, have you ever thought about how God uses friendship as an instrument for sanctification? Hmm. And I, I okay. sat there and I was like, you know what, what are you asking me? So then I went and looked up, you know, sanctification, like, okay, well, what, what are they talking about here? And so the definition, just the, the Oxford language definition says the action of making or declaring something holy. Yes. And I said, okay, break it down a little more for me. And I was like, so then it literally the next thing says, in the most basic sense, <laughs> I was like, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I want. That's it. To, to sanctify something is to set apart for God's special use and purpose. Yes. And I was like, I have I, I never thought about it that way. Like, if you sit here and you ask yourself, are, are my friends, are my tribe, is my community getting me closer to God's purpose for my life?
2: Mm. Oh, that'll preach right there.
0: And I said, um, I think I need to have some
1: conversations
0: (laughs) (laughs) and, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty discerning when it comes to my friendships, but I never thought it that way. Yeah. I never thought to ask, are my friends helping me get to my ultimate goal? Cause I'm like, this is my path. This is my, I'm, I'm responsible for my path and I'm, you know, I'm going to get myself to the, to the end, you know,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but it's not that way. That is not how God intended it. And so then I was like, okay, well. God, what are you saying? And so then I stumbled across this and it was talking about, it literally said examples of friendships in the Bible. And it was like Abraham had Lot, Ruth had Naomi, David had Jonathan, David had Abathar, David had Nahash, David had had a lot of people, okay? (laughs) And then it had Job and his friends and then there was Elijah and Elisha, Daniel had Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, Jesus had Mary Martha and Lazarus, Paul, Priscilla and Aquila, Paul, Timothy and Ap, I don't know. I can't. I'm sorry, guys. But (laughs) I was like, it was true because without these people beside each other, they would have never fulfilled the purpose that they had or that God had for them. And it wasn't because they couldn't do it alone, but God never intended us to be alone. God never intended us to walk through life alone. I mean, go back to Genesis and look at Adam and Eve. He said, it is not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. And he started it with Adam and Eve. And then he kept building that. He kept building on the connections. And I was like, uh, I got some questions I need to ask. And he, I got some reflecting to do because I mean, I I want to get to God's purpose. I mean, that's the whole point. Right. We want to get to God's purpose in our life. Like, what are we here for? What are we doing? And we may never know what your, our purpose is. We just know that we are serving a purpose that God has for us. And he doesn't always make that crystal clear. But we have to do everything purposefully even into our relationships so that we right. can fulfill that purpose. Because if not, then we are letting things in that are going to hinder that. We are letting the devil use avenues because the devil can use your friends. That's right. He yes. can put people in place who are going to yes. take you so far away from his purpose that you, and he can do it real slick too. Yeah. Cause they can come in and they can look like they are, you know, picture perfect Christians. Right. And then you look at them a little bit down the road and you're like, I could have been here, but I chose here. And it's, it, I never well, thought about it.
2: Well, like when you, when you talk about people of the Bible, well, look at Job, you know, yeah. look at Job's wife, you know, this, this is his wife. This is the gift that God gave him. Yes. You know, and she, she's like, dude, just curse God and die. You know, mm-hmm. y- you, you look at the disciples. I mean, at one point Jesus told Peter, you know, get behind me, Satan. I mean, he called him Satan. Right. You know To, what his, mean? Face. <laughs> to his face. <laughs> he didn't yeah.
0: send it through a text message. Nah. He didn't send it. He said, you know nah. what? Satan, he didn't go.
2: He didn't go. Hey, John, John well, you, you go tell Peter. You know, he he didn't do that. No. Yeah.
0: But that's how he, he did, he did things. He purposely picked, I mean, he was a friend of tax collectors. He was a friend of physicians, everybody, every low life that the Israelites, the Sanhedrin and the officials during that time would have called scum of the earth. Mm -hmm. That's who he he chose to be friends with because he knew that they were going to help finish the purpose of his ministry. Yes, they were the ones that he planted. He planted those relationships. He formed those relationships. He made those relationships so that way the purpose of the father could be done. Right, and he led that by example, and everything in his ministry was leading by example of what he needed to do.
2: Yes, you know, and and um, when you talk about people of the Bible, and you talk about you know strengthening your tribe and different things like that, I've got this thing that uh, that I like to ask my guys on Thursday night in the men's group. And I've talked about it on here a couple of times, but it, it's worth repeating again. And, um, but, you know, every single person should have a Paul and every single person should have a Timothy. Mm-hmm. You should constantly have people that you are surrounded with that are pouring into your life. Exactly. And you should have people that you are pouring into constantly. Like right. that, that should, those people will change, you know, over time. You, you know, you will have, you, you know, maybe you'll, um your Paul will move off or whatever whatever that that looks like other and you fill that gap right. or maybe you t- you pour into Timothy's and those people grow in the faith and they go on to to further their ministry and you will bring in more Timothy's. yeah you, you exactly. know but you could you should constantly have people in your life that, that are pouring into you and the thing is is it takes both mm-hmm it takes both, you know. And um, I heard Josh Reason say one time, you, you should also have a Peter. Which, when you when you look at Paul, you know, Peter was a um, a peer. Yeah, you, you know. And so people that that you could you could reflect off of, you could you know, the, these are your everyday guys that you hang out with constantly. Right. You, you know, they were both. You, you know. Um, Peter was an apostle. You you know, he. I mean, he knew. You you know, they were like minded. Um, And you should have people like that that you could just glean off of. Right. You you know that you could just lean on. You you know, not not necessarily somebody that you're just constantly bringing wisdom from, or just constantly pouring into. You know, because you need those also. But you also need people in your life that are like minded that you just just spend time with. Yes. You, You know. And um, and those those are vital important parts uh, of our quote unquote tribe, right? And um, and to have those people and that that because you should never stop growing, yeah. Okay, you should never stop growing. If you ever stop growing, you're dying. Yes, you you know there there is no there's no in between. Yes, you should constantly. There now, don't get me wrong. There will be play. There will be times. Uh, of plateaus you, you know where things just seem like they just kind of level off where God's just kind of like, like a resting period um, but those those you can't stay there
0: no you can't no. stay there
2: you, you have got to hit that mountain again you've got to start that climb again and those that's what the Pauls are for that's what the Pauls and really and the Timothys because as you're as you are learning as you are are, are gathering information as you are growing spiritually that's not just meant to be hid for you. Right. You know, the um, we were talking to men's group last week. I, I think one of the biggest misconceptions of of the Bible is uh, Matthew twenty eight, mm-hmm. the Great Commission: yes. Go ye therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You, you know, and so often we we equate that to evangelism, right? But he said, "Go make disciples." You know what? How did Jesus make disciples? He spent every day with them. Yes, he constantly was was. You know, it's not a one and done deal. You, right. you, we want to be, we want people to pray the prayer of salvation and then send them on their way. That's not what making a disciple is. Yes, exactly. You know, you, you were you were birthing vision into these people and teaching yes. them. And sometimes that is hard. Sometimes you yes. have to. Hey, what you were doing is wrong. Right. You, you know, and sometimes. You you know you will lose you will lose people. Sometimes you, you people will stab you in the back. Sometimes you will ask somebody to 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 do something and they will let you down. Yes, just look look at the life of Jesus. Yes, you know look at them disciples. When Jesus went to the cross, every single one of his disciples abandoned him. Right, every single one of them. And one helped him get there. And one helped him get there. Stabbed him right in the back. Kissed him on the cheek. Yep. for thirty pieces of silver. And you, you know. And yes, it's difficult. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it, it, you can become wounded, mm-hmm. you know, And but it is so important because you have got to continually be growing. Right. And you have got to, and no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, you've got to be making disciples. You've got, you have got to pour into people. Yes.
0: When well, we go through and we, we think about surrounding our friend uh, with people who are going to feed into us. But, when you look at your friend group, how many warriors do you have with you? How many right. warriors are surrounding you? I was reading this article and um, they said, you know, I used to be that person who I didn't want to be around people. Like I, I, I was, they were yeah, Me too. gone. Right. They were, they listen, there are just times where I don't want to be around anybody. <laughs> yes. And then you got people who are like, well, I'm an introvert. So I want to stay away from people. But, God said in the Bible, it's not good for man to be alone. Right. And once again, we box that in to Mm -hmm. marriage only, but it's not good for man to be alone in general. No, it's not. And they go on to say that it's important to surround yourself with warriors. And the the author equates it to David and Goliath. He was like, David fought the first battle, but that wasn't the last Goliath. And they go on to read, and it said, and this is in first Chronicles uh, 24 through 8, and it says, after they, there arose a war with Philistines and Gezer And I'm hoping I'm saying some of this right. Somebody, because <laughs> there's a lot of big words. Then Sibakai, the Hush, Hushathite, struck down Sibai, who was one of the descendants of the giants, and the, Phil- the Philistines were subdued. And then there was again war with the Philistines. And Ethanon, the son of Jair, struck down Lami. Guys, they got we got to work on these names. The brother <laughs> of Goliath, the Gittite, the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. And there was again war at Gath. When there was a man of great stature who had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, 24 in number. He was also descended from the giants. And when he had taunted Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimea, David's brother, struck him down. They were descendants from the giants in Gath, and they fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants.
2: Yes. It
0: wasn't David alone. Right. David surrounded himself with warriors who were going to go into battle with him. Yes. He didn't stop after Goliath, and he's like, you know what, I'm done. I'm I'm not going to do anything more. I'm going to stop this Goliath and hope that I can just get the next one. He knew that this wasn't going to be the last challenge he's going to face in life. And we go through challenges every single day of our lives. Some are big, some are small. Not every challenge is the same, but when we hit the challenge, that seems like the mountain that we're not going to get over. It helps to have those warriors who are going to help carry that burden up the mountain with us. We have somebody who's going to, so necessary, who's going to fight alongside of us. Who's going to speak those words of encouragement to us. And, Sometimes when I go back and I look at Job, they were talking about how his friend um, came at the very beginning. It says, they, so they sat down with him on the ground seven days and seven nights, and no one spoke a word to him, for they saw his grief was very great. Mm-hmm. They were just there. There. Yep. They didn't say a word. They didn't try to console him. They knew they couldn't do anything, but they could be there. Right, and we've got to surround ourselves with warriors who are just going to be there, who are going to show up, because half the time, that's half the battle is just showing up. Yes, and God knew when He surrounded His His when He chose His twelve disciples that they had their challenges, that they had their issues, but He knew they were going to show up. They were purposeful right. and everything that didn't mean they didn't have their questions. That didn't mean that they didn't, you know, sometimes doubt what they were doing. Cause it was hard. It's a hard life. Their right. challenges. I mean, people wanted to kill them. So yeah, those challenges were big, mm-hmm. but they still showed up and they showed out yes. and they made sure that what they were doing, the ministries that they were feeding into was creating more and more warriors. Yes. And we, as men, the importance of being surrounded by worries because we handle things differently. Right. When I look at, um, I was talking to my mother-in-law again, we had really good talks on vacation. Uh, but I was talking about, you know, the importance of prayer.
2: Yes. And
0: how I love elder prayer, how just seeing people praying for each other, mm-hmm. fighting, fighting for each other. Right. Because that's, that's what, what it is. is. Yes. Yeah. They are fighting. They are fighting a battle. Someone is helping you intercede, which is what Jesus does for us all the time. Mm-hmm. But They are fighting for you right there in the midst. They are stopping what they are doing and they are fighting. And that's a warrior. And those are the people that we have to be because we are products of our environment. Right. If you are going to surround yourself with people who are going to tear you down, who are not going to feed into you, who are not going to uplift you, lift you, who are not going to help you get to the next part of your life, who are not going to help you reach sanctification. Right. Then you need to do away with them. Yep. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Right. Like you said, there was friendships that you had for years that you had to do away with, or you had to, you know, stop being so close to them. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you don't love on them. Right. That doesn't mean you can't pray for them. And that doesn't mean that maybe God can't restore that relationship at a later time. right? But that means that you are putting God's purpose for your life before yourself. right? And that's what we have to remember is when we are creating relationships, we're not creating relationships to, you know, fulfill who we are inside. We are creating relationships to fulfill God's purpose in our life. Right. And if every relationship that we're making is not doing that, then it's not going to be blessed. And we wonder why things get hard. We wonder why things are not, they're like, okay, well this person has it so easy over there. Why is it so easy for them? Why is it so hard for me? And sometimes we just need to turn the mirror around and say, what am I doing to not make it easy? Right. Like in this, like one of the simplest things is tithing. Like mm-hmm. when, God asked for 10%. He doesn't ask for any more. He just asked for 10%. And it's a simple gesture, but a lot of people don't do it. Right. And then their finances are tight. And they're like, why are my finances tight? I'm like, well, did you tithe? Right. They're like, no, I didn't have the money to tithe. Well, listen, I don't have the money not to tithe.
2: Right. That, so, that's what I say too. Yes. It,
0: so, but he just wants simple obedience from us. Yes. And that means in your friendships too. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part because we as humans are emotional beings. Right. We we crave a connection, right? And so anybody who will give us a connection, we accept it. Yes, and we can't be that way. No, we have to be discerning in the connections that we are making, not just because it has to do with our eternity. I mean, that is a large part, right? But it can also affect the eternity of those around us.
2: That and that's key. That's key, right there. You know, um, and just just a light-hearted analogy. You know, something that um, when when I started the men's group at, at our church, and this has been several years ago, you know, when when we started um, our Thursday night group thing, mm-hmm. um, God gave me this picture. I say he gave me this picture. He brought this picture back to mind. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Lord of the Rings? Yes. Have you ever seen the first one? Yes. Okay. Do you remember at the very opening scene? When They're talking about you know Mount Doom, you know, all that stuff, and you have this line of elves and these orcs just coming and they just go and all the elves, you just see them like jump over and you know, there's swords. yeah, and they're just yeah. it was like a solid wall, you know, <laughs> and, and and the orcs were just falling in it by the drones, yes. you know what I mean? That that is how I picture, but you know. We we like that picture, you know. As right. men, we like that picture. Yes, but do we know what those what what those warriors went through to get to that point? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying, and what they had to do in day in day out, the grind, the practice, the the spending time with each other, knowing each other's thoughts, knowing you know how one person is going to act. You know, it's like basketball team. Um, I was watching the XFL the other day, last night, I guess it was, and they were interviewing this guy and. I don't even know who it was. I can't remember. It was San Antonio, I think, was playing with somebody. Um, but anyways, they they were talking to, to this player, you know, and they're like, "What?" and he's like, "Well, me and me and this guy, we've played a long time." Together and mm-hmm. so he kind of knows what I'm thinking. I know where to be for him. Right. You know, and, and so we kind of glean off of each other. You know, and that's that's what it's like. Yes, that's, that's what it's all about. Yes. You know, and when you're becoming this warrior, when you're trying to get get into this fight spiritually, because it is we are at war. Yeah, and you, you know, to have those people that know your thoughts, like you, you know, Job's friends, they knew they knew Job didn't want to talk. Right. Job, Job didn't he he probably couldn't talk. You know what I mean? Being yes. going through all the things that he would went through, they knew they knew that he just needed some more moral support. They knew right. his thoughts. You, they knew how his personality. They knew how he worked. You, you know what I mean? And they knew that the best thing that they could do for him then, mm-hmm. what would give him the most strength was just to be there. Right. You know. And and that's that's what it's all about—to surround yourself with people and and yes. glean off people and grow together. You know, the Bible talks about iron sharpens iron. Yeah, and that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, maybe as a listener, maybe you, you, you maybe you're having a hard time with uh, with uh, relationships in your lives, friendships, um, you, you know, whatever it is. Maybe maybe you find yourself uh, at uh, having having a hard time making friendships, making those, those acquaintances, you know, and, um, you know, maybe you, you just looking for somebody to, to talk to or to, to pray with whatever, email us real at palace of praise.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Roman talk, uh, Roman ministries. And, you know, we, we would love to hear from you. You know, if maybe, you know, somebody who is struggling, send them to this podcast um you know sh- share it like it the more the more you guys like and share the more people get uh, uh, the more it becomes available uh, available to more people and uh and so it, you know we appreciate you guys listening and um and if you've got any questions or anything please 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 hit us up and so as always i want to enter in prayer holy spirit teach us to be leaders of our homes of our communities and of our churches and teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen@palaceofpraise.com, or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, Join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6.00 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5.00 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service
3: real men talk has been brought to you this week by rlp construction in poplar bluff missouri for commercial contracting of all types See RLP construction today and by the jeweler's bench in poplar bluff they are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs they also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you real men talk
4: to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in Room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.